We are back, man. We had a two-week delay uh, after shot. I had to go to uh, Dallas for an event, and then Gaylord had uh, a trip that he had to go on. So I apologize for missing a couple of episodes here. But um, this is one I've actually been looking forward to. This guy goes by Polpo, but uh, on his, his Twitter at is Bully Blue Checks, which is Let's like the go. best Twitter at <laughs> of all time. My last um, one used to be Checkmark Abuser. Oh, shit. Band. I followed that one, too. I didn't realize that was you. Hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Um, yeah, I think it was you and uh, Neocon Remover that I used to kind of religiously <laughs> yeah. follow whenever yeah, you guys would boy. pop back up. Yeah, you guys are funny as hell on there. Um, but to answer your question, we were talking a little bit before uh, before we started, as you know, as one does here. And he was asking if you could grow tobacco in Idaho. And well, I think a, a common misconception, like Idaho, the Mountain West is a ser- like a desert. Our annual precipitation in my valley is under ten inches a year. Oh shit! And most of that's uh, snow. So yeah, no, we. We definitely cannot grow any tobacco up here. Damn. Yeah, I forgot west of the Mississippi is like a whole drought. Yeah, and it's cold up here too, right? Like it's, I mean, we'll be, I'll have snow on the ground until some years until June actually, but this Damn. year probably till mid-April, late April. Damn. Yeah, it's it's cold up here. It's like <laughs> when people tease it, tease us about being Southern Canada, it's like it's kind of hard to argue with because the weather is pretty much the same. I'm not gonna lie, dog. If I went outside in June and there was snow on the fucking ground, can I? What is there anything? I can, right. Okay, if there's snow on the fucking ground. Uh, you'd catch me as a news article headline. <laughs> yeah, I've been snowed on moving cattle uh, in June multiple times. Actually, oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, the one of the valleys near to me, a buddy runs a, a pretty good sized lease over there, and we get snowed on in June sometimes. Yep, it's cold, dude. Hey, at least you guys don't sound like those weirdos from Minnesota. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. The- worst accent in human history. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, uh, is uh, so like the the whole Cajun thing is is an adaptation of like French Canadian speaking, right, or or whatever. Um, I believe so. And then the Appalachian accent is supposed to be like a bastardization of Scots Irish or something like that. Hey, so let's go. Is uh, so I guess it's like some Scandinavian shit up there or something, huh? There's no excuse for whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, they. My ex is from Minnesota. My ex-wife, and they some words they say, one hundred percent the same as Canadians. Like like about. You know, they say a boot. Um, Tell you the one word I've stolen from Minnesota. Okay. Nomenclature. And you may have to beep it. I don't know. But it's calling people a fag. <laughs> no, I am beeping that. Um, <laughs> hey, you faggot. <laughs> it just sounds so stupid. <laughs> like if someone said that to me, I wouldn't even feel compelled to fight the guy. You know, I'd be like, come on, dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh they say wagon like that. They say wagon. Oh my god. And 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 uh bag like grocery bag, big, they yeah. say big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny one, dude. I never even considered that adaptation. So I'm gonna steal that from you after you stole from them. Hell yeah. Let's go. Hey, let's go. So what do you um I don't 
tell everybody whatever you're comfortable with telling about it's about yourself. 10 inches <laughs> uh yeah or do you still consider yourself a libertarian that's a good question man that is a good question dude probably not like i i, I don't know whenever i for most of my life called myself libertarian. I was never referencing being like a libertarian party member, but I find that's most people who call themselves libertarian. They are not talking about the party. And in no sense have I ever uh, talked about them in that uh, regard because they're a bunch of clown shoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> even like to state affiliates, local ones. In fact, the more centralized you get, the more clown it becomes. Right. It looks like. But I, I don't know anymore now because, like, I don't see how you could libertarian your way out of this one, wherever we're at now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck with that. No chance. Yeah. I find, uh, apologies for coughing. Um, I find that uh, most of the libertarians that I talk to are like disaffected liberals. Like, it's what it seems. I think that's just the the online thing like do you experience uh, that in person uh that's a good question i don't talk to a lot of people that even know what the hell libertarian is you know hey, like they wouldn't go. know what the hell that is See, <laughs> that's the people i gotta hang out with <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and i mean people in the mountain west they are uh probably the they live the most libertarian of anybody in the country like they all despise the government despite what people tell you on twitter you know and all these memes or whatever you will never find a group of people that hates the government more, you know, cause we deal with the BLM and forest service every day. So it's like for people on the other side of the Mississippi, the foreign go or the federal government, um, is sort of like, uh, kind of abstract. And for us, it's a daily reality, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, so they hate them, man. They hate them really bad. They hate the public schools. They hate, they basically hate everything about the government. Um, none of us drive, like it, it to the it's it's it goes as far as like no one even drives forget speed limits like no one even drives <laughs> in like the lane like if the, <laughs> they'll just drive up the middle of the road they don't care um you know we like we're very courteous to each other so when someone else is coming you know we'll, you know go go ahead and get in our lanes but the rest of the hundred miles we've been driving we're driving in the middle of the road texting you know <laughs> while we're going yeah. so yeah man I. <laughs> I don't know the, but as far as the disaffected liberal part, that I think the real problem is even somebody like say Dave Smith, who's you know, um, obviously he's he, he knows a lot about it, right? He's like well studied and stuff, and he likes to have debates, and he, to some extent is good at them and all of this. But even he, like at his root, is definitely a disaffected liberal, and I mean it shows in my in my yeah. opinion, it comes through when he talks. You know, I mean I agree. And I agree that uh, I think people who use the internet, it's overwhelmingly liberal. That's mm. kind of their stomping grounds. Right. And there's a subset, like a sub pocket of us who are, I mean, I think both of us would consider ourselves right wing. Yeah. You know, I think there's a sub pocket. I mean, I, we're certainly the minority as far as being on the internet goes. Like, even if we can get with each other, you know, make a, have like a super in group, like all the right wing folks on Twitter, when you look at it, I mean, the left people still outnumber us by a margin, I th in my opinion. Yeah. And so all the websites reflect it as well. Yep. 
Yeah, that's true. Some, I'm starting to wonder though. Uh, I used to think that was a purely internet phenomena, but, but now I wonder if that's not just reflective of the kind of a, the characteristic of America at this point. If you look at like, I, I'm not saying Republicans are good. They're, they're terrible. We all agree on that, but Hell yeah. the, the Democrat party has won the Republicans won like one popular vote for a president. And I think it was 2004 with Bush in the, in the yeah. last like 25 years or whatever, since Reagan, um, or maybe since, maybe since Bush won, I'm not sure. But, but anyway, so we have like the, any kind of, and you know, obviously neocons are left wing, but just for sake of conversation, any kind of right wing politician has, has not won a national popular vote in a generation essentially yeah and i'm i i don't see it happening in the near future either no i mean some the even with brandon you know (laughs) i don't even think enough people hate brandon enough to vote for someone with an r yeah i think you're right and especially like i don't see who the r's are gonna put forward either it's gonna be a bloodbath of uh proportions i don't think anyone's ever seen before yeah yeah i the i i've gotten to the point that i kind of just stay out of politics on twitter because it is really like the most useless just like there's just no point in it but uh maybe on a certain specific issue i'll air an opinion or whatever but the there's a certain faction of the right wing that is convinced that trump is the only one who has any any chance uh and maybe that's true maybe they're more plugged in than me but i have serious doubts about that uh I was, doubts. I was taking them somewhat serious up until the point where Trump's like, I got an NFT. And I'm like, yeah. it's over, dog. It is yeah. over. <laughs> if you're doing NFTs and you're, first of all, you're late. <laughs> it's, NFTs are already over. Second of all, if you're doing them at all, it's so done for you. You're yeah. not recovering from that. No, it is. It is embarrassing. That, that whole NFT thing was one of the, I mean, it, it, there's enough time between now and the election that people will forget about it, but f- f- it was a political blunder of like epic proportions. I mean, yeah, it was. Who fucking approved that? I know. Yeah, that that's the other thing is he clearly needs uh, better people around him, and he should have. He's had six years to learn that lesson and still hasn't. So, I mean. No, I think he has. And I think he's, but the pool of people who are willing to be around uh, him has, has dwindled significantly. You look at all the other people who's around him for the past four years. They've been harassed in their livelihoods and to insanity. You know, no one, even if the, they think Trump could still win again, I don't think most people are like, yeah, I'm not going, going through that. I got a family. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. And then Trump is, I mean, he is totally willing to throw anyone around him under the bus too. So that, that doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, that's a good point, dude. Yeah. So it, let's say, you know, the, obviously the next front runner for the primary would be DeSantis. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see, but it's hard to see him winning a national election right now. Um, certainly not the popular vote. And then like Nikki Haley, you know, who is like neocon of all neocons. Um, I don't know. 
Well, John Bolton may also run. <laughs> okay, we might get Bolton. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if that guy won? Come on, dog. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you kn- we'd be, I mean, it, it's over. Yeah. It would, that, that would like out of all the humanity War. enders, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would. World War Three sounds great to that guy and has for, you know, well over a decade at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, the Republican Party's kind of screwed in 2024. It's hard to see it any other way. I'm not I'm not saying that they can't come up with something and that Trump can't figure out how to win or anything like that. But it just as of right now, it does not look good for those guys. Yeah, I can't believe Dave Smith's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, <laughs> they're fighting over dirt. Yeah, yeah. So who wants to be the king of Dirt Mountain? What do you think his real motive is? Because most of us don't even know what our real motivations are, right? But um, what do you think his real motivation, like motive for running is? No, I think he believes it. Okay. He believes in it. I just, and I think it's like a sunken time fallacy thing where he's like, look, I've been doing it for so long. Like, I think if you could give him the chance, if you came up to him with a genie, who's like, yeah, if you rub all my balls, I'll grant you one wish. And the wish is very specific, by the way. It's you go back and uh, decide not to make a big stir of this and now be stuck having to do it. He'd be like, oh, let me rub them balls. (laughs) He's going to get the rubbing. That's what I think. Well, do you think a libertarian president would even be good for libertarianism itself? <laughs> no, I think, look, I think if they actually won, uh, it'd probably be pretty, probably be a benefit, you know, for, uh, for at least folks like you and I, sure. People who already can like, even, even though I think a lot of libertarians are goobers and by a lot, I mean, all of them, uh, <laughs> On like ninety percent of issues, we'll probably agree on stuff. Yeah, and but there's a ten percent that's an alarming ten percent of important issues that we won't agree on. Uh, yeah. What do you think the number one most important issue right now is? Uh, they're about to ban these menthol cigarettes, dog. And I've been smoking <laughs> menthol since I was eighteen. I joined the army and started smoking menthols, and I'm. Um, in my mid thirties now, and I'm going to be very upset if they take those away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I the the kind of uh, there's a certain faction of Republicans that think that everyone's wasting, like the Ben Dominiches or whatever, think that everyone's wasting their time fighting the the culture war issues. Uh, I think that the whole gay trans thing might be the most important issue of our time because it's just so pervasive you know yeah oh yeah i i agree i think that's it's such it's the you got the horse blinders on if you think that that's not a culture cultural issue worth fighting because if you i mean first of all i think the first step in this should actually be making using discord illegal <laughs> Reddit next. So I think that's where the, the uh, breeding grounds are. Where does Tumblr fall in on that hierarchy? It's, uh, I mean, they'd be number three, but we're talking, I mean, they would, once Reddit and Discord were made punishable by execution, <laughs> Tumblr would then, you know, reigns, be the number one breeding ground. 
<laughs> so we'd have to ban that one. Yeah, so that'll be like four months later. That'll be the firing squad as well. <laughs> the the thing that I find most alarming about it is the like. There's been, I mean, you've seen it. There's been a um, uh, on Twitter. There's been a sort of hick verse urban right winger argument for over a year now. You know, everyone's at each other's throats and. Uh, I'll be honest, man. Like I got news for people. This is not new. Like Hicks and city kids have hated each other forever. We just now have to interact because we're on the same platform. (laughs) Oh yeah. This is nothing new about this. Right. Um, but it is a real, that kind of like, uh, illustrates how big of a problem those sort of websites and uh, YouTube and all of this really is because it's now in all of everyone's home, you know, um, smartphones, smart TVs, all this. I mean, these kids are having bullshit pumped into their brains all day long. So even the, the small town people, their kids are still seeing this bullshit, whether they want to or not. Um, I'm rather proud of what my kid and uh, her friend group, you know, I don't actually talk to them about politics whatsoever, like ever. Um, I just don't think it's anything that teenagers should give a shit about, like go do something fun, you know, but I have heard them use all of the bannable words on Twitter multiple times. One of her friends got booted from, uh, Instagram for sliding into a Troon's DMs and calling him a, a tranny fig. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I think some of these kids are going to be okay. Um, but I do worry about how, you know, how much of it is really being pumped into their brains all the time and how hard it is to escape, you know? Yeah. Especially like, I mean, that's why I think discord is truly like, I'm not even memeing. I think that's a big issue. Cause that's what a lot of kids use it. I don't, you and I are roughly the same age. We may be separated by about five years, I think. <laughs> and I, I knew, did you use, did you use the internet like growing up? No, hell no. Uh-uh. Well, even despite being a country kid back then, uh, we still use AOL instant messenger, mm-hmm. you know, AIM mm-hmm. just to chat with each other. Cause you know, we still lived, even though we all went to the same school when it was summer, we still lived 30 miles away from each other. Almost. Right maybe half that distance i'm exaggerating but so we'd still talk on the internet and but now all the kids when they do that they get on discord but discord now links you with a bunch of strangers and i think that's where mm-hmm. a lot of these reddit people i mean like they're uh and it's i don't know i don't know the true root cause of it but i think there's a lot of weird strangers on the internet who really like talking to kids yeah to get them to do stuff like this or just talk them into it or it doesn't even have to be on an individual level could be a, a whole community level and it's just like you're around a certain amount of people you're going to start believing the things they're all parroting to you know making memes making you laugh or whatever and you're going to be like oh yeah maybe uh maybe i do need to cut my dick off <laughs> it's yeah. it blows my mind that somehow you can get arrived to that conclusion by talking with strangers but it's very real so yeah <laughs> yeah well like kids a lot of kids are troubled anyway bad homes this kind of stuff and then um i fully believe that being on the internet as a young kid especially the internet in its current form 
uh, like messenger was basically like a group chat essentially. Right. Cause I had to use it for work at one point. Um, it kind of, so like that, I mean, you can only wield so much influence. Right. But when you're in these gigantic, you know, you've got these gigantic message boards and, um, older people that are troon or troon adjacent are intent on messing with kids brains i mean it's those kids are they're very easily think back to like athletics right how um i guess maybe i should just speak for myself but my my wrestling coach was highly influential in my life like uh he he meant more to me for a certain period of time even though i hated his guts during the season like I mean, I remember days going to morning practices, like leading up to state where I would consider driving my truck into the ditch just so I didn't have to go to practice, you know? Um, but even when I hated him, he was more influential in my life at that time than my father for sure. Hell um, yeah. So they're having like that experience, but with some weirdo, you, you know, online, like, I, I don't know. It seems like it would be pretty easy to, uh, mess up the head of a kid who's already struggling, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, and then that's the person, I mean, they're telling you stuff that makes you feel you're already struggling. They're like, Oh no, uh, I'm here for you. By the way, if you ever need estrogen, it made me feel a lot better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When really, like you said, all these kids need to do is get a wrestling coach and go to <laughs> wrestling go do physical activity yeah. more specifically go fight with another human yeah. in a controlled environment yeah yeah i agree I, I, we used to karate when so i'm 37 it sounds like like you said we're pretty close to the same age um when we were kids ufc one through six it already happened so karate had become like straight up meme worthy let's uh, go but nowadays i'm like dude if karate, taekwondo, whatever is the only option you got, stick your fucking kid in that. It's yep. better than not doing anything, you know? Hell yeah. Um, but there, there is, I've, I also used to meme karate, but there is a small subsection of karate. I believe, I don't remember the name of it. I believe it's Shioto Kun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a believer in that now. I think that shit's fucking legit, dog. GSP was Shotokan. I've had, I think uh, Wonder Boy is also Shotokan, I think. I could be wrong. I think he could be. My, co my coach happened to have grown up on that for decades before he found jujitsu. And he's beat the shit out of me. Like, I, like I'm bigger than him. Right. Right. And the, the way he uses kicks is nothing like Thai guys. It just, it blows my mind. And he fucks me up with him. It, well, it's not like super powerful, but it's, it's, it's minimum, you know, it's kind of minimal damaging, but it's really difficult to get past it. Like I have significant reach over him and I can't get to him because of how he utilizes like midsection kicks, especially that front leg, right? With teeps and straight kicks down the that, middle or just turn like he throwing like a spin inside kick. Mm. That's it's hard to reach. Like I can't check hook, which is my specialty is, you know, left right. check hook for most strikes and kicks included like low kicks. But with a spin inside kick, I can't reach him. Like right. his head's out of the way. It's only his foot and he throws it so fast. Like I, I can't really <laughs> catch <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I just get, you know, stabbed with it. No, I can see that. And then they're 
that kind of bouncing uh blitz thing that they do that karate Hell blitz yeah. i mean that's legit look at uh henry cejudo um when he beat dj the second time he was still using mostly western boxing but he came out in a like shotokan karate stance and fought the whole fight in that stance that that stance by the way i over the past you know i would say i wouldn't say over the past two years but i'm slowly like i'm when i'm fucking around with my friends and i'm squaring up that's the stance i'm taking now and it feels so comfortable it feels so comfortable still to even throw a check hook from almost at your really? hip, it's insane how comfortable it feels. I, I mean, it's this is mostly against untrained people <laughs> that sure, I'm throwing sure. it on, but it feels it feels so strong too. It's much stronger than from where your chin is and throwing really? a check hook. But I'm also very lanky. I don't know if that has a uh, factor in it, but it all feels so good. Well, you're. I mean, obviously, you're throwing that check off of your front foot anyway, but you're your hip is already rotated, I'm, right? I'm bladed, right, yeah. So I'm pulling, it's not so much using the hip anymore, I'm pulling the check hook down at a downward angle. Mm. I'm using my shoulder rotation instead. I'm rotating my the, my entire upper torso as opposed to my lower torso. Yeah. So there's not as much strength in it too, but I think that it's harder to see that strike coming though. Definitely. It's Would much be. harder to see because it's coming from above and it, it still has, you know, a decent amount of energy with, the rotation like if you're throwing it with your arm you know obviously that's it's a shit punch yeah it has a little bit of strength behind it not as much as like a box and check hook but it, it comes from a blind angle and i think that makes it fucking so vicious dude yeah no that makes sense you know chin down shoulder up there's no way you're gonna i mean i shouldn't say no way it's gonna be very hard to see um yeah dude it, ma- it makes sense <clears throat> that's i think when machida first came in to the ufc that was kind of everyone's wake up. Even though GSP was a Shotokan guy, he just he really didn't use it, especially once he was at the height of his game, right? He just yeah. wrestled pretty much. Hell but, yeah. Um, Machida, he used, I think he was a Shotokan guy. Um, yeah. But he used karate like th- the way it was supposed to be meant to. And that was an eye opener, but I always wrote that off when my friends would talk to me about it, like at the gym or whatever. I'd be like, well, yeah, Leoto makes it work, dude, because he's a superior athlete. Like he could make anything work. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I think that's also, that's a good argument though. I think you're right still. Yeah. Cause like, look at wonder boy, that dude, it, it wouldn't matter what you taught that guy. He would be good at it. Like yeah. if he came up wrestling, he'd be a Bo nickel, you know? <laughs> Hell Yeah. <clears throat> but but that doesn't mean that there's no value in the techniques but like especially the front leg stuff i remember when i learned uh teep this guy was an american kickboxer um but when i learned to teep for the first time i was like wow that is a very useful tool man like that's a big deal to be able to throw that right above the hips you know and right in the center uh for anybody who doesn't spar hasn't trained or whatever it's very hard to take somebody down that's throwing a straight kick up the middle uh that leg is just it's difficult to get a hold you can only grab it with your hands basically you can't you know uh hook it like you can uh and then what happens when they start grabbing right 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 you're going upstairs next one yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) like yeah raymond decker style you're yeah yeah so that's an interesting like it's kind of weird to watch the fight game evolve. It's really cool and I love it, but it has been interesting to see 
we meet, we memed on these certain martial arts for a while. And then some stuff is, is coming in and we're like, well, it turns out, you know, uh, like maybe Bruce Lee was right. You got to just take what's good from each place and, and use it, you know? I mean, if you took their word for it at face value, that's what the whole UFC was made to do to begin with. Right. Instead, we know now having, you know, the vision of retrospect here, we know that it was a, jujitsu marketing <laughs> right, 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 the whole right. time but i think that hey he, oh, he doesn't like brazilians <laughs> i feel you dog <laughs> no you're right i, I still ahead. don't like the brazilian jujitsu aspect of jujitsu dude i think yeah. it's just it's real shady uh yeah you know what else too the rules because the Gracies basically invented the UFC. Um, I mean, obviously, like uh, Art Davies was funding it and everything, but they tailored, they slowly tailored the rules to their style, 100%. Um, if you look back, a fight, if you haven't watched in a while, I watched it yesterday. I, like every day at lunch, me and my boys will watch a fight. And uh, we watched uh, Tito versus Guy Metzger one. Hell yeah, day. let's go. It was a badass fight, but so he, Tito, I had forgotten Tito hit an inside cradle on Medsker basically right off the bat. Medsker shot, and then you know Tito countered and ended up with a uh, near side cradle. Um, and he had him in that near side cradle and started kneeing him in the head from that position, and he cut. He had Metzger hurt. He cut his head twice, and remember back then they would stop it for any cut, no matter what position it was in. So they stopped it, got Metzger up. He had a couple cuts on his head and the doctor was like, it's fine. Like he's not going to die, you know? So they, they restarted the, the cuts were up in his hair, like on the top of his head. Yeah. And, uh, they restart the fight and then Tito shoots, uh, a high C if I remember correctly. And instead of keeping his, well, he, he tries to use good wrestling technique. He pops his head up to put it on like the upper part of the rib cage and drive through or change over, which, whichever it was, I can't remember, change over to a double. Um, but it, when he pops his head up, Metzger just locks on that guillotine, you know, um, and then chokes him out. But what's relevant to this discussion is if knees to the head and uh, headbutts were still legal, I think the American style of wrestling, like folk style for anybody who doesn't know so dominant, it would be dominant, dude. That's when you look at the pride back in the day, like Kevin Randleman, how many guys did he have in front headlock and could knee him in the fucking top of their Mm -hmm. dome. That's how he was killing through guys in that original grand Prix tournament where he faced Fedor. And what do you do to Fedor? He threw him for five dude on his fucking head. (laughs) That was nuts. That I thought Fedor was paralyzed when he hit the map. I remember the very first time watching that fight. Like I knew who Fedor was. I knew he was undefeated. And then seeing him land like that, I'm like, oh, shit, the guy died. (laughs) People die getting hit with that. And Fedor gets in fucking top position 20 seconds later. Yeah. And didn't he, what did he, did he choke him or armbar him? Um, Yeah, he straight armbarred him. Yeah. And it it looked like shit, too. Yeah. He just rolled his yeah, how you see most fat guys do arm bars where they kind of jump onto it and go backwards. And that's what it looked like. But that is also the bane of wrestlers, you know, is getting submitted Dude, <laughs> from the my, top position from and, mount. From mount and um, 
my first day in a jiu-jitsu gym, I I wasn't a great wrestler, but I was an okay wrestler. I don't want to like oversell myself here, but I was rolling with blue belts. The like the guy had me rolling with blue belts because he well I was there. You grappled. Yeah, and I was there as a coach to help him. And so he's like, No, I don't want you going with uh, you know, our white belts, but you need to learn some jujitsu. So, you know, I'm like, Yeah, okay. Well, I was not having a hard time with these dudes at first. And I'm not saying they were like Gracie blue belts, right? But um until took took this dude down and first instinct is I put both my hands on the mat um over his head. <laughs> <laughs> so like you I mean you know where that's going. Yeah. Um and it took me a minute to get out of because you know as a wrestler your first thought is like stabilize and keep them there, right? Right. Um and yeah that I learned that lesson real quick. Um but yeah once you learn some submission defense like dude you're you're kind of okay especially if you're a, a solid wrestler well that's what they started doing like ufc 10 and onwards right. they learn two months of jujitsu learn how to not get arm barred learn how to not get kimura'd and then they're like all right now go fight and they'll be fine yeah look at uh look at uh shamrock in uh the first shamrock hoist fight he ends up or no no severn i'm sorry severn he ends up on top of hoist for like 14 minutes yeah. before he gets caught in a triangle. Like he was in no danger until he, then. I like what his face when he gets let go. It's the disbelief. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He kind of had the Chael Sonnen thing going, which was like, look, where I come from, if you you beat up a guy for 14 minutes and then he wraps his legs around you and they declare him the winner, <laughs> that's not how it works where I'm from. Yeah, totally. <laughs> dude speaking of son and did you see his uh his immediate reaction to the volk uh islam fight no and i didn't even watch that fight either you I'm didn't glad watch I, that fight? i'm glad i didn't now either because i would be mad i feel oh, dude like all of it. you guys you gotta watch <laughs> it dude dude volk is an animal i mean i know we already knew that but that dude is an animal but he <laughs> shale in that video breakdown he's like uh talking about round four when islam had a body triangle on and he's like yeah so he put his legs like this does that look scary to you and he's like shut, shut. <laughs> <laughs> dude is the goat man he is Hell so yeah. freaking funny but uh but yeah anyway um yeah when, when we were talking about it, we were going to talk about fighting and then i thought well let's just go wherever the conversation goes and here we are like ev everyone who's not a fight fan is like what the fuck are these guys even talking about like, <laughs> like we just covered 30 years of mma let's go um, dude the beginning mma that's my that's my favorite era not like when pride was going on i don't oh, care yeah. if the fights were fixed some fights, that's right well that's what they say but, like some of them you can tell like yeah. in retrospect you go look at them you're like oh for sure that was fixed but they they had a lot of fucking wars though, dude. Oh man, yeah. Like well, Alexander Milianenko head kicking. What's the other? What's that kickboxer's name who was tearing through people too? Bald headed guy. Uh, Melvin Manhoff. No, no, no. Let me see. Uh, uh are you talking Ernesto Hoost? Yeah. Uh, no. Let me see. Maybe. Uh, and the black guy or white guy? So white guy. Crocop. No, I think it's this one here. Okay. Uh, 
Konstantin Gulov. Oh, okay. No, yeah. This is an M1. This huh. is not the right guy. I don't remember. I'll look it up here in a, huh. in a second. <laughs> Head kicked him, put him out. No one thought he'd win. I don't think that fight was fixed. I think that was a real mm -hmm. ass fight. Yeah, dude, you get like flatlined. I don't know if I believe that they're fixing them in that way, you know? Um, yeah. Dude, remember when uh, Dana, everyone, like, people forget, bro. Everyone's like, dude, Dana, why won't Dana share fight, fighters with, like, PFL or whatever and do crossover? Um, well, first of all, the UFC has zero to gain by doing a crossover with Bellator or PFL or somebody of one or Ryzen or whatever. Um and second of all, the last time he did that, he sent Chuck Liddell over to Pride, and Chuck got flatlined by uh, <laughs> yeah. Vanderlei. Hell yeah! But he did knock out Overeem first. I don't know if you Dude, that, that that uh the, the Rampage Vanderlei fights. The, yeah. That's got to be the whenever people talk about trilogy fights, I think that's got to be like the best fights of all time. Way, yeah, way up there. Yeah, that was such a good era, man. And 205 really was the glamour division of the sport at that time. Like, there's never been – people talk about how great 155 is or, yeah, you know, me. how good 170 was <laughs> for a minute. But, man, that 205 era from, like, 90 – let's see. No, no, no. 2000 – let's see. 2002 to, like, 2008, those dudes were – fucking on another level man that was wild yeah. takanori gomi dude yeah yeah gomi dude remember when nick diaz fought gomi dog and he put him in a go-go plata dude yeah yeah what yeah that's that was so insane that's that was what solidified nick diaz is my favorite fighter it was him doing that that specific fight Prime Nick Diaz was a fucking animal when he uh beat the tar out of uh Robbie and he yeah. just kept saying Stockton bitch, Stockton, yeah. bitch. holy shit that guy was scary because Robbie was a powerhouse man hell like, yeah he was no joke he never had his whole career I mean people still are kind of dogging on him because he's old you know but he's still a dangerous mother effort man yeah, like back in the day that's not a guy you wanted to get paired up against fuck no i wouldn't want to fight robbie right now <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> like, even in his old state like he picked up he fucking picked off the ground ben askren and dropped him on his head that's true that's true i forgot about that that's superhuman yeah yeah some dudes are just strong as hell it's Dude, this is another debate I get in every once in a while on Twitter. People like the whole gym strength versus like functional strength or whatever. And people, oh, whenever yeah. I bring this Love up, this debate. Love dude, it. they always go, yeah, so don't lift weights or whatever. I'm like, no one's telling you not to lift weights. All I'm saying is you putting up 355 for five reps on bench press ain't going to mean shit in a grappling competition. It isn't. Go grab somebody. I. How many times have you fought or rolled with dudes who were like six four one sixty, you know, that lanky kind of that lanky frame and they that's grab me. a hold of you and you're like, holy shit, that guy's strong. That that's what everyone tells me. I look um I look rail thin and if I have someone inside control, they at, at the end of the round they're like, You're strong as fuck, dog. And I'm like and if, the first few times I hear it, I just think it's someone just being nice to me after a roll. But after everyone says it, it's like, it's just, I know how to use the strength correctly. 
It is functional strength, like you said. And that's the I love that phrase because it's the exact same one I use. I tell it to people all the time. If you just know where to apply strength and know how to utilize more muscles than just the handful you initially think to use, it makes a huge difference in how what the things you can accomplish. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, my my brother in law was built like that in high school. He's he's kind of a big guy now. He, he's probably like two fifty now, but in high school he was built like that. And he, every kid I coached against him, I I was uh, graduated by the time he got into high school, um, and so I was uh, our fifty two pounder was wrestling him, and our fifty two pounder was a good wrestler but he was just a lazy bitch like I, mean, I, 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 I still love you brady but holy shit he was lazy Let's and, and uh, he wrestled my brother-in-law at a duel and brady was never like super strong but he was pretty good and he came back and was like the kid's just stronger than i thought he was i'm like that kid he looks like a noodle you know like <laughs> how is that kid strong because he beat my brother-in-law beat him you know um but then, but then, you know, my brother-in-law went to wrestling college and, you know, like it's just some dudes are just, I, there's just something about some guys are just built completely different. I don't know if it's tendon strength or what, but there's something to like, some dudes are just stronger than you think. But, and here, here's the problem though. There, there's a yin to this yang, which is the guys like that. If, well, if they have any kind of mindset like me, they go, well, I don't need to lift weights now. And I don't, oh, yeah. I hate lifting weights. It's boring as fuck. I just can't get my mind focused and engaged. And I just want to just stop doing it. I'd rather do something that keeps my brain engaged, like fight with somebody. Right. So we just won't lift weights at all. And we'll rely on functionality. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what GSP did at the end of his career, right? He quit doing all strength and conditioning stuff. I, I mean, in my opinion too, there's too many people lifting too big to begin with where at least as far as fighting goes where there's a point where you're now hindering yourself you're going to have to consume way much more oxygen than you would usually but only for a diminished result yeah so I, I, it's a i think what's the phrase diminishing gains or something like that diminishing returns yeah yeah of getting too too strong you can be too strong at least if you want to fight yeah um Fast twitch an slow twitch. Contest. Yeah, it's an endurance contest. Right, in right, many, right. Many cases, I, almost every case, I agree. It's an endurance thing. Like, <clears throat> I mean, unless you just get starched, right? But yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, when I was a kid, boxing, they, uh, now, I mean, full disclosure, our coach, you know, my coach was old, very old school. You know, boxed. Told, in told the you 60s. not to lift weights. Yeah. Hundred percent. Go hell yeah, dude! Every coach, every boxing coach I've had has said that. Especially arms, like you know, they catch you doing curls or something. Like, dude, what are you doing? Big arms don't <laughs> like do any. Like they do not help you. You know, it's it's almost the most. It's surprising, but it's almost the least important muscle in a. And as far as punching goes, is you're having big arms. Yeah, when that's the power doesn't come from there mm. at all. Mm -mm. So I, I could get doing squats or. Yep. Maybe even deadlifts or stuff like that. Uh, me personally, you ain't gonna catch me doing them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still do, but but I hear you. Uh, I I hear you. It's your power. I hear a lot of people saying your power comes from your lats. I don't know about that, bro. It, oh no way! It's core and hip flexors. Um, 
your ass for sure. Right. Use it's the same in jujitsu. Use the biggest muscles to achieve your task. Don't use the smallest one. It's the same with the triangle. When everyone like if I don't, I don't know how many triangles you've applied, but the first <laughs> thing people do is they squeeze with their abductors. Oh uh, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, tiny yeah. muscle. Right. Tiny. You, the, you use two different muscles on each leg. The leg that's applying the pressure down, you're doing a calf crunch. And then the leg that's applying the pressure to the neck, you're doing a leg press. You, and those are way bigger muscles than your abductors. Yeah. And that's what makes people's triangles like Ryan Hall. That's what made him have the scariest triangles for many years was because he was using the correct muscles. That makes sense. It's the same in punching, same in hitting and striking with people. You, you got to use the big muscles. Don't use the smaller ones. Your right. leg muscles are always going to be bigger than your arm. Well, I've seen guys where it's not like that. Or they got right. chicken ass legs, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> you know what's uh, interesting about that, dude, is it's exactly the same in riding bulls and horses. If you try to if you try to squeeze with those um, abductors, all that's going to happen is you're going to go off the top and your knees are going to whack together <laughs> before you hit the dirt. Like, <laughs> like, Let's go. There's no way you're staying on. Um, you basically have to French curl. Now, I mean, there's a bazillion different philosophies for riding like a bucking horse, like a coal for work. I'm not talking like radio or a rodeo now, but um, yeah, not to get too far afield here i don't even think about what i'm doing anymore i just stay in the middle you know um but i'm definitely not squeezing my knees together for sure uh like heels down toes out type thing um but yeah same it's the same principle if you try to use small stuff you're in trouble you know another thing dudes will do this like actually exact same concept i see a lot of dudes in texas and maybe this works for them or whatever they'll grab uh the top of the saddle horn and if you grab the top that can work because you can push and pull not just like pull yourself um but if you grab that way you're you're using the weakest part of your form you're you're trusting your your or weakest part of your hand rather you're trusting your bottom knuckles to keep you on there whereas if you just grab your rope like your coils you got your whole handed forearm holding you know in the equation right so it's similar principle let's go yeah i mean i'd never heard it really put that way but it, it makes perfect sense well what what's that shit called that's functional strength baby let's yeah. go yeah you're right man yeah you're right so since you didn't watch the volk fight um who do you got in the john jones and gone or not in ganu uh cyril gone fight john jones yeah and died even close i know i know Bro, I, mean, I don't know because I thought it wouldn't be close to the Reyes either. Yeah, but I think I don't think John is is bullshitting when he says he didn't take Reyes serious at all. I mean, I, I think that showed. Like, remember the Gus one fight where it was yeah, like yeah. razor thin, you know? Um, and then Gus two, he just and absolutely just steamrolled him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I think he's gonna be all the way up for the gone fight i mean we'll see but uh a, a real committed john jones shows up gone is done in two or three in for my sure opinion. have you I, the, I think john jones is the greatest fighter to ever live me too and like everyone's like oh mate what have even all that and it's not even close john jones and the the and most insane part is all the stories that people will give like the firsthand accounts that goes john jones by the way is not even trying right it's like he goes, he, 
I've heard stories from people in the grappling community that he'll show up to a Naga, like a grappling event, unannounced. He'll compete in the expert division and he will fuck up black belts and no gi and just literally toy with them. And he'll just show up like the day before and pay his $45 and then go steamroll everyone. And he does, he's not a black, I don't believe he's a black belt in jujitsu. I don't think he does jujitsu very much to start with. I, I don't even know if he has a belt because he was at Jackson's forever. I, mean, I don't think they do. Do they? Do I don't they know. Even, yeah. I mean, I know they do some jits, but I don't. Yeah. No, you're right, man. I, I'm in this fight chat uh, on Twitter, and I'm always reluctant to add people. Like, I, I like everybody in there, but sometimes some of the comments, I'm like, holy crap, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, but there's a certain portion of the fight chat. Again, I like everybody in there, but there's a certain portion in there that thinks like, Jones can't, they are dead set that Jones can't offensively wrestle anymore. And I'm just like, bro, are you, he out wrestled Cormier and it was not close. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, he struggled with takedowns, but if you against Reyes, but if you go back and look at that, he never earnestly attempted a takedown in that fight. No, I don't think he did. It was all ducking under the right hand of Reyes and just like, if you'll give me the takedown, I'll take it. You know, it was like. He's just clenching. Yeah. He is the best fighter. Shut up. I agree. I'm I'm yelling at my dog who disagrees. My dog (laughs) is racist. He doesn't understand. He's also black. So I don't know what he's being racist at. Yeah, I agree. A committed John Jones beats anyone in the world at any weight class ever. No question. I don't even think he even has to be that committed. He could probably roll off the couch and do it in many cases. Yeah. I think there's like 10 people on earth who he could not roll off the couch and beat up. And I think the rest of earth, he could. (laughs) Yeah. And and those 10 people, by the way, are like scattered. Would have have to put in a fight camp. Exactly. (laughs) And they're scattered across two different divisions, maybe even three, you know? Yeah. Um, Like if you think about it, like, okay. Uh, Jones. So here, actually, here's the real question. Instead of going on that digression, um, Jones and Ganu. How do you feel about that fight? Jones would have killed him. Me too. Totally. I completely agree. I don't see. I don't see Naganu catching Jones like he's caught all these other guys. Uh, just like he caught a uh, fuck. What's that Dutch Steeper. guy? Oh, the Dutch guy. Uh, Overeem. Yeah. Call, oh damn! That I mean, that's a crazy knockout. It was. And Overeem, I mean, Overeem's a kickboxer too, but I don't think he still has the fight IQ of John Jones. No, I think that's no. the big difference. Why? Why that? Why he doesn't get Overeemed? Yeah, and people forget Overeem's chin had been suspect for a long time. Overeem started wrestling. Yeah, remember, like at the end of his career, he started wrestling people instead of standing up because he was getting starched. Yeah. Um, but then he comes back, gets on the peds, and beats Badrahari in kickboxing. So, <laughs> so I don't know, dude. Um, but yeah, I agree. You ever see that video of him beating up a lady journalist? Over him? Yeah. No. <laughs> Some Dutch journalist goes to his gym and is like, can you show me what you do all day? This was back in when he was fighting in Pride, oh, and it was when it was kind of his prime. And uh, was, was it Uberim or Skinny Overim? No, it was it – was, uh, 
He was huge. Okay, Ibrahim. He was fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a, a cartoon character. Well, at least compared to this lady, even skinny Overing would have looked huge next to this lady. True. But then she was like, okay, so it cuts to like the next frame and they're doing leg kicks. So she's holding the leg kick pad and he kicks her as hard as he can. No way. No way. <laughs> takes dude. her off the ground. And then there's the next frame. It's wrestling. He's picking her up and doing. Hey, Newman. Come on, dog. <laughs> he talks. His name's Newman. <laughs> his name's, his name's Michael Newman. <laughs> Sometimes we call him Brandon Newman. <laughs> he's bored to death right now. But no, he's picking her up and fucking tossing her. Like, I can't remember. Like, he has back control and he's lifting her up and throwing her sideways over. <laughs> like, it'd be a five point throw for sure. Because she weighs like 150 pounds less than him. <laughs> and he just completely ragged on this lady. So what was the so what was the, why was he doing that just to show off or yeah I think because he's a fucking nut I don't but the like the journalist lady was taking it in stride though she was like yeah I'm getting fucked up by- <laughs> let me see if I can find it well he might uh he might just hate journalists like we do you know might have been doing a solid for all of us oh yeah for sure here I'll put it in the chat here all right. This is a four minute long video. It starts off at like a minute in. Like he's showing her where to put her hands at. And she's like throwing punches and stuff. And then he just starts kicking her, dude, just beating her ass. Oh, shit. Frog talk, man. Get out of here. Hell yeah. And then they start out by showing Reem starch people. <laughs> oh, dude, okay, scroll to a minute 40. Okay, 140. <laughs> 140. Oh, she's pulling like a face at him and shit. Well, look what happens next. <laughs> he lets her. <laughs> that was the that was what Dana White did in Mexico, and everyone's mad at him for that. <laughs> and then he's at a minute or two minute thirty five. He's putting her in a rear naked choke. I guess the it didn't quite go how I remembered. So we solved the the riddle though. He's doing that because she's smoking hot. Like that's what it is. Yeah, I guess so. Damn, who's that I'm thinking of who someone else beat up a woman journalist. Yeah, this beat. rear naked choke, bro. Come on, tell me there's not some stuff going on there. <laughs> <laughs> like Oh my word. They're both enjoying that a little bit too much. Oh boy. This next position. Oh yeah, she's Yep. <laughs> well, I know exactly what's happening there. <laughs> Uh, hey, at least she wore sweatpants to the gym. You know, good move. And then he forces her head down and puts her in like a weak heat. He can't even guillotine her because her neck's too small for his arms. <laughs> so, are, you, are you a sweatpants-wearing grappler? Uh, I did like wearing sweatpants, yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. It's so based. It, I love going to the gym, and you got all the fucking white belts with their fucking $70 sh- you know, board shorts, yeah, $65 rash guard. And then I show up in uh sweatpants and uh like a small white t-shirt I tuck in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah I'm like, I'm, and I was like, I'm going to fucking run your dick into the dirt, dog. <laughs> <laughs> expensive shit for what? Dude. Yeah. And, uh, I, I were, uh, rash guard upper occasionally but mostly because i used to coach at a 
at a high school gym that was like, or excuse me, a high school team that was all yeah. later on. And I have like a lot of tattoos and shit. So, oh, I have to figure it's a ringworm thing, dude. Oh, that too. Yeah. I don't know what it is about high school wrestling where everyone gets it versus jujitsu where only sporadically it's a problem. Oh, I can tell you right now. I guess it's high school kids are dirtier. Huh? Yeah, they're nasty little <laughs> bitches. They go home and they're tired, and so instead of showering, just go to sleep. Yeah, they just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You're right because that's what I did in high school too when I wrestled. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk home though, dog. It was like a two mile walk. So oh, sure. I was fucking double tired. Hell yeah, I'm going to sleep, <laughs> dude. I got impentigo. Uh, what's well, that was my sophomore year like right in the uh like where the center of a goatee would be essentially and okay. <laughs> everybody thought it was a mat burn because i was there was a kid on our team that i wrestled with every day that was like you know a couple time national champ and um you know working on being a four time state champ and all this and uh you know he would just dude he would just fucking own me every single day but um, so I just I, like them, I assumed it was Matt burn, but then it would never go away. You know, I'd tape it every day and it just like kept getting worse. And then I went to the doctor and they're like, yo, that's impentigo. That's not Matt burn. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> so I had carried that for like, I don't know, dude, months before Holy it shit. went away. Yeah. Couldn't get it. Cause it just <laughs> kept like opening up and it would just, it never spread. It just stayed like very localized. But, Hell yeah. Yeah, that's weird. That's another thing I don't get about ringworm is how it does that. Like everyone's like, don't itch it, but I've had it twice, Mm -hmm. and neither time did it ever spread past a less than a quarter size and wherever it's at. I had the same thing, but I've seen kids um, that I was coaching that ended up with huge ringworms, like on their thighs and shit. So I don't know. I don't know if like maybe different immune systems or some shit. I don't know, man. (laughs) Maybe because I was scratching that motherfucker. For sure. Oh, it, it, it's just like a hell yeah. It, it, it's just so bad, dude. I so you want to know the dumbest, probably the dumbest thing I ever did in high school wrestling. Um, especially stupid because I ended up getting kicked out of school before the state tournament. But I had a real good shot at winning state my junior year, and kind of everybody knew it. And but I was a total uh, fuck off kid. Like wouldn't go to class, getting in fights. Like I was just a not a great kid i mean i didn't have like a great home life either um oh yeah let's go i'm not like making excuses for being a retard but you know (laughs) when you're when you're 15 like so um i got ringworm on my shoulder going into the state tournament uh or going into the region tournament rather and i was like fuck they're not gonna let me wrestle and i i talked about this one time on twitter and people were like oh you just have to tape it up it's like bro it depends on it depends a whole bunch on who the doctor is at the tournament because I have seen people not allowed into the tournament with like tape, especially in a spot like that where they know it's going to roll off, you know, um, like right where your deltoid meets your bicep, that's just going to roll up it, when you're wrestling a hundred percent. So I've seen people not allowed to wrestle and I'm 15 and retarded. So I'm like, well, I'm not, 
going to not win region because, you know, the stupid ringworm. So I went in my grandpa's shop. I was living with my grandpa and grandma at the time. And I took one of my grandma's crochet needles and heated it up with a blowtorch and burned that bitch off my shoulder. (laughs) So then when I, because remember, I don't know if it was the same for you, but like kids were doing a lot of the smiley face shit with a Bic lighter. Yeah. Yeah. So like the doctors were used to seeing retard stuff, you know, <laughs> so, so <laughs> instead of like covering it, I just made it into a giant blister and they're like, well, you're going to have to tape that. Um, but it's, it's not ringworm or whatever, you know, or my coach, I guess was saying that. And you're and like, like, all right. Yeah. Tape no worries. Yep. And then, so. I, and then I got kicked out of school the day before the region tournament, me and my oh, buddy yeah. both did. And my buddy was the one that actually started the fight and he was probably going to take second. He, w- he would have been in the finals. I don't know if he'd wrestled the kid that won it twice that year and lost to him both times. He could have beat him, but you know, it's one of those deals. Um, and we both got booted out. So I ended up burning that off for no reason. I didn't even get to wrestle anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dude, that reminds me of a story from the army, which is we was in the middle. So I was, I spent almost my entire career in Hohenfels, Germany. Mm which is the middle of nowhere germany in the mountains it's cold as fuck it's not very populated we're a training unit a jrtc unit okay so we train nato guys and so all the people who live there they're we all we're all op four you know that's what our job is is yeah. to play op four to be an observer controller so for so anybody who's listening doesn't know it's the oppositional force like hell the, yeah. the bad guys in the training scenario so that's all we did. So there's not maybe 4,000 people live there, which includes dependents and everything else. Probably less than that even. I mean, maybe even just 1,000. I don't know. Anyway, so all we have is a single infantry battalion and then an HHC unit, mm-hmm. an auxiliary unit that does the OCN. Okay. So we're bored. We got the whole fucking battalion has DUIs all the time because <laughs> we're just bored to death. So our... Command Sergeant Major's like, what are the ACOG or the COG rather is like, hey, what if we put together? He goes and talks to the whole infantry battalion. It's like, what if we put together a combatives tournament for all of you, sir? Would you guys like that? And they're like, hell yeah, let's go, let's go. Love yeah. that. So, and this was 2010, maybe, maybe 2011. And so jujitsu in Europe still wasn't very big. In fact, jujitsu in general still, it was starting to get popularity, but it yeah. wasn't huge. Not very many people knew it. I happen to have been doing jujitsu since 2004. Oh, shit. I know quite a bit. You know, I went in the oh, army and I, I kind of quit going into the army, but, and we had a really small jujitsu club on post. It was me, some warrant officer. Like I was at E2. So like I was usually the lowest rank and, and then a civilian who ran it, a, a American national civilian, a, some GS guy who ran it. So there's like four of us. Yeah. And we'd roll with each other and some specialist. So I had, they were like, hey, you know jujitsu. Why don't you be a judge? I'm like, no, dude, I want to compete. The problem is, I had a uh, ruptured tendon in my ankle from a month prior. Oh, so okay. I was on profile. So my <clears throat> colonel was like, no, you can't compete. Uh, you're on profile. And I'm like, so I'm talking to my NCO, Sergeant James best NCO of the army. And he's like, all right, check this out, go get off profile. And then you should be able to compete. And I'm like, if I get off profile, I'm gonna have to do PT again, you know, and I could fuck my shit up. He goes, well, do you want to compete? And I'm like, hell yeah. He goes, that's your option. I'm telling you your option. So I'm like, okay. So I go get off profile. <laughs> and this is like 
a few weeks before this tournament. Like I'm not even training for it. I'm just like I just like fighting. So I'm right. like, I'll just go do it. Fucking Colonel doesn't like me because I just recently came off an Article 15 as well. I, I was. <laughs> I wondered how you got there. to that E2. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo, yeah, I've been E2 about five times. <laughs> I was a bad kid in the army. I was really stupid when I was 20. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, "There ain't no way you're competing, even if you were on pro." You know, I I get you came off profile. You should have stayed on it, but you're not competing because I you're just. You don't learn your lesson about not being fucked up in the army. I'm like, okay, I guess you're right. So I still had to judge it. I s- fucking had to sit through the whole thing. It sucked. All the guys who competed sucked. Oh, yeah. They time. all sucked. Yeah. You know, they, you could open hand slap and kick as well. And and the later stages, the first stage was grappling. So it was whoever won a grappling contest, you go to the next stage, mm-hmm. paired up with another winner. And then you could open hand slap and then the finals you could add kicks as well and, like uh, kicks to the body and legs or kicks to the head i believe you could kick it wherever you like dude that's wild you have to slap but you can shin someone in the fucking head i, I, I believe you could kick in the head i may oh. be mistaken but you could <laughs> certainly kick in the body i think you could kick in the head I don't, I don't think there was a rule against it dude uh but the guy sucked like None of the guys were. There's one guy who you could tell did judo because he did that wheel throw. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's you're grabbing because you're wearing ACU, your ACU top inside out. Right. Doing, doing this. So you grab the lapel and you go backwards on your ass to your back. You roll backwards and then you use one foot in the hip to take them over you with your momentum. And it's called a wheel throw in judo. I don't remember the mm. Japanese name. My dad's real good at it because he's fat. it's a a fat guy move this guy was a skinny like laotian guy so the fact that he did that that he that tells me alone that's a judo he knows judo and he was throwing guys around too but he was the only guy with what appeared to be any combat experience (laughs) everyone else sucked we're just like your regular everyone else who entered was your regular article 15 bar fighters (laughs) who got fights late at night (laughs) yep that's dude i had the the oh no i'm sorry go ahead go ahead so yeah i got off profile for nothing too like you said i couldn't even fucking compete that sucks dude (laughs) yeah you would have you would have definitely owned people in that i um at boot camp when you do the little combatives you know at basic oh um, hell yeah they fucking there was this dude in there who everybody was afraid of because he was big dude like 280 probably big dude black dude probably six four six six something like this um and i was a six footer at that point in my life i'm shorter now because i i lost some height in iraq but and then i guess age probably isn't helping either but um but anyway everybody was like afraid of this dude he'd been recycled because he <laughs> fucking he stole somebody's ATM password and then stole their like their ATM card from, which tells you how desperate they were to keep people in the military at the time, right? Because right. of the war. But uh, everybody was afraid of this dude, and I was like, I'm not afraid of this dude. Like, I'm not even a little afraid of this dude. Because, and so they, we, you know, we did our little tournament or whatever, and then they they did it in like not necessarily divisions but they definitely tried to pair people up that were roughly the same size and i was probably 190 pounds or so um and anyway then they were like mccoy let's have you go with i can't remember that dude's name uh and i was like okay um and i just fucking worked that kid because he couldn't wrestle 
He's like, I'm not going to stand here and slap with you. Yeah, You're right. huge. Like, so I just took him down. It was it was the easiest for me. It was probably the easiest match of the entire thing. It was like, this dude is like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to describe to people who've never wrestled how funny it feels to grab a hold of somebody who's never wrestled when oh, you yeah. have wrestled a little bit. It's like. It's like a a man with a child, you know. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because you can feel an experience, like totally with, through your arms and where your head is at on their body. You can just like you don't have to look at them. You could do it literally with your eyes closed. Is ragdoll someone like this? Just because you can, if you speak the language, the you know of that motion, you can feel the inexperience, and you're like, oh, I don't have to go from back control and fake going or. Uh, I don't know, do a hundred things. You can instead be like, I know this guy's not going to know this. I'm going to just fake picking him up and I'm just going to take his ankle away yeah. once, he, once he squats down. And it's like, you could just take people down with the silliest shit and use no energy and they're they're exhausted by the time they hit the floor. 100%. And if you don't know how to get up and you've got someone on top of you, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, dude, <laughs> you're in you're- bad shape. You're going to be very sore the next day. Yeah, dude. (laughs) He was so big. All I was doing from on top was switching from a spiral ride to a lever. So I would. It was like the easiest thing ever, dude. I would just (laughs) head in his armpit on the wrist and just, you know, use the seatbelt to drag him over. It was like he couldn't do anything. That kid was like going to die. And I had like (laughs) put no effort like at all, you know, um, now again like i'm definitely not trying to pretend to have been like the best fighter or best wrestler ever it's just that's what happens when someone has no fucking idea what they're doing and at, at basic training if you wrestled or did jujitsu at all you are the best fighter and the best wrestler for sh- almost guaranteed like almost guaranteed. it's only 60 guys you're with so i i think less than one in 60 men do combat sports in the united states so i think it the worst case scenario is there's another guy who wrestles. There's not yeah. going to be, you're not going to have a fucking platoon of fucking wrestlers, dog. No. And then if you were at all competitive at the state tournament, that's going to narrow that oh, down yeah. even yeah. more you significantly. Know? Yeah. You're, you're probably the best wrestler in the whole company at that point. I mean, even not being that great of a wrestler, I think that's a hundred percent true. Um, like almost I would unless you get one guy from Ohio who was bad at wrestling (laughs) in his state and then it's like he's probably still a killer though yeah you know who gets slept on you're right about Ohio obviously but you know what state gets slept on as far as like state championships goes it's actually Wisconsin oh you know yeah California is legit yeah and that does frustrate me a lot of wrestlers I know here in Kentucky came from California and they're they're fucking killers yep well California doesn't they also don't break up their state tournament by division so if you're a state champion out of California you beat everybody in one through six a oh shit yeah so those dudes are because like in Utah it's there was no such thing as six a when I was there it was only five yeah um but you know, you wrestle whether you're one or two A or three A. You re- at the state tournament, you wrestle kids in similar size schools. And then there's another tournament called Super State that if you place in, I can't remember if it's top two or top three, you can go to Super State, and it's an opt-in thing. And then you know you can see who's the best in the state. But a lot of times, the best kids don't go to that because they're getting ready for freestyle at that point anyway. You know, so that's, yeah, let's go. Yeah, and like so, that's not even like all that representative. But in California. I mean, you're wrestling the the best kids in your weight from every bracket, which is legit, man. Like, so Tito 
I don't know if you knew this, but Tito was a two-time state champ in California. So he was a legit wrestler, dude. He was good. Oh yeah. Um anyway, bro, we are we are against the time. Um I would love to have you on again if you're up for it. This is my favorite shit talk. I could talk about this all day long. Bro, you know what we gotta do? Sorry, I'm I'm getting distracted again. If you're up for it, we should uh get in a fight. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um yeah, I'll I'll fly my ass out there and uh, we'll scrap for you know nothing but no, me and you go to a bar and oh yeah, clean and house. Like, yeah, no, I yeah my I uh, I'm getting yeah okay maybe um <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife keeps informing me that I'm too old to be dicking around with this shit anymore but I, I don't have cauliflower ears so I'm it's I'm much more unsuspecting mine's little I have small cauliflower on my left ear and and none on my right um, I've had mine swell up. Only within the past five years, after decades of grappling, I've only had mine swell up to where it's a little noticeable, but it went away after about two months. Did you get it drained? No, it wasn't big. It wasn't even big enough to drain. Oh no, shit! Do you have a hard spot? Like no, not any longer. It's still soft. Wow. So, but here's a. I have a proposal for you. and since this is in public, you're going to have to say yes. It's like almost like, hell yeah. but what we should do is one of these fight cards coming up. I tried to do this once before, but it, it went nightmarish, but I'll be in better. So what we should do <laughs> is like a, uh, like a fight companion type thing, how Rogan does, but just do it on a Twitter space. Oh, that'd be so sick. I think it'd be fun. So we could get me and you and my buddy, Brendan O'Reilly, if he's down for it um, and get in. And then we'll just like not let too like let other people listen, but not let too many people in to like actually talk because that's where I fucked up last time. Yeah, so, you get p- retards coming in saying retarded well, I, shit. I had friends of mine again. I like these people, but they were like trying to tell Brendan O'Reilly what to do. I'm like, bro, you realize this was a top ten welterweight in the UFC, right? Like, I, this is not the guy to like tell how to fight, bro. Like, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah anyway so we would like control it but i don't even know if Brennan would be up for it again because i think he was pretty irritated after that space <laughs> but uh but maybe i'm sure he's gonna hear this so he'll probably text if, me. it feels really weird whenever you spend like most of your time like in a combat like a fighting gym or something like that or just in a combat sport environment and you watch combat sports and you're usually watching it with your friends who you've made friends with through that environment totally and you realize oh most of the fan base of this sport never have trained bro and it always blows my mind that me too. how many people like I, I would get it if it was 50 50 but it's not like it's like 10 90 100 percent. and and when you say never trained like never trained at all like never spent yeah, right. one day in a gym ever. right they don't even know the name of the their local gym right yeah Dude, you know what's even worse is the media. That's the part that bugs me the most is the MMA media. There is like three people in the MMA media who have ever trained at all. Yeah. Like, why would I take you seriously? Any of your like any of your points? I'm not saying like you have to be a retired UFC fighter to be in the media. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like you have to have at least trained, bro. Like otherwise your opinion is is as much as for example like as much as helwani um drives me crazy at least he 
you know, does boxing and kickboxing and he's got a black belt in something like karate or some shit. I don't know. Um, like at least he's trained, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's Luke Thomas. <coughs> Go ahead. There's thousands of guys across the United States who've had at least one amateur fight. Right. Who I bet love journalist stuff. Cause they're weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Good point. But the thing is, if you, like let's say somebody like you or I, or even somebody who's just done like smokers or some shit, right? Hell yeah. If somebody like that, by the way, smokers are sometimes the worst fights you're ever gonna be in. Cause it's like <laughs> <laughs> like very highly unregulated, you know. Um but uh if somebody like that tried to start up a site right now people are like this guy's a fucking retard doesn't know anything you know like people would uh, they would act like you were a dipshit you know? yeah yeah that's why i like jack slack even though he's a commie he's the best mma podcaster in my opinion his breakdowns are the best because he actually does it man like oh yeah the the, the dink guy uh the brit guy yeah yeah, he does he does some YouTube videos where guys get hit and he goes dink. Oh, uh, does he do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I guess at, I don't. At least his... he's, I, I used to watch him a few years ago, and he used to do it then. Was Black's breakdowns here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, huh. I don't remember that. I probably been hitting the head too many times. But well, YouTube is been at odds with MMA like media now like content creators because there's a guy who used to be who in my opinion produced the best content regarding breakdowns of stuff and that's a guy named BJJ Scout and that guy was awesome that I I think this and I no one knows who he is either he's clearly like someone if I bet if someone figured out what his name was a lot of people would know who he is I think in my opinion because he's clearly very trained and but they UFC and Zaffa and all that, they're like, you can't use any of our content, not even two seconds. And they, a ton of his videos, dude. I, I remember I was actively watching him when that happened. This was like five years ago, I think. And now, like, I don't really watch his content anymore because he can't pull from like fights. They pulled that same shit with uh, Jack Slack, too. Yeah. Like all of his filthy casual breakdowns. They like if it has any UFC content, they pull it. I don't understand what the fuck is the UFC doing? What is why the, why can't these guys use little clips of your video? What are you talking about? It's, I think it's just because they're doing so much to f- fight the piracy stuff. Uh-oh. Like they kind of put themselves in that pigeonhole now. That's a good point. That they have to. That's where they're at. They've crossed the nexus. That's a good now point. everyone must suffer. Well, and, the, and then they signed that deal with ESPN too, which is already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sport. Fuck those guys. Yeah. That was worst decision. That in the Reebok thing was worst decisions ever made. Bro, I dude, we gotta do this again because I'm I've I'm about to go like another half hour rant right now. Yeah, I gotta um, get ready for work. Okay, dude. Let's do it again. Um it's Hell at yeah. bully blue checks on Twitter. And where else? What else you want to say? I got a podcast where we're racist and it's called not a podcast. <laughs> you can find it at not a podcast.xyz. It's and it's literally one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard in my life. We're not actually racist, but we do make racist jokes, which are funny. Bro, you guys have There's I, a difference between rape being racist and making racist jokes. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. I don't think you, I got to tell your audience. You know, who loves your podcast too is grunt pod. You follow that guy on Twitter. No, does he really? He loves it. 
he, oh, hell yeah. he thinks it's the funniest. He texts me one day. Uh, I hope I'm not outing him here, but he texts me one day and he's like, bro, this he's like, cause I think I sent it to him first or, you know, who probably did was Lee Enfield. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, cause Lee's a regular. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably was Lee. Um, anyway, he's like, Bro, I know you know this already, but this is the funniest podcast I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fuck, it's way funny. So, yeah, not a podcast. It is that is absolutely uh, worth listening to. So, please go listen to that. Hell yeah! And we're friends. We're also friends, and we have on Bird, who is yeah. recently on here as well. Bird yeah. is, makes frequent appearances too. You think that guy was funny? We're f- <laughs> you think he wasn't funny? Sometimes we'll shit on Italians. <laughs> Do people? People um, in this audience love Bird. I was oh, getting so many DMs. Yeah, I seen that, dude. I was surprised at how much love Bird was getting. Bro, they were like, this guy's the best. He's so funny. I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> funny, dude. I, I like that guy. I've liked that guy for like listening to him and shit. I've liked him for a long time. The, the was, very first time I met Bird, he I don't know if he told you, I put him in a rear naked choke. No, I, he did not. I tried, to, I tried to convince him to let me choke him un- completely unconscious. And he, <laughs> he almost let me do it. He was so close. But then he goes... No, because we're, we're in Texas sun and 120 degrees. He goes, I don't want to wake up and be 120 degrees. <laughs> like, like I, you know what? I, I respect it. Yeah, that guy's great. That's that's hilarious. He did not tell that story on here. He did um, let me just put him in the choke, though, so he could see how it feels and to see how long he could last. And it was like three seconds. I oh, think. shit. That was his first time ever being choked? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's an eye opener for sure. <laughs> that is an eye opener. Okay, so it's at Bully Blue Checks and not a podcast. Definitely listen to not a podcast uh, and support our friends at redballoonindustries.com and xumbrusdesigns.com. Yeah. They don't pay us. Again, they're just my buddies, and they make great stuff. Hell, yeah. All right, brother. Hey, it was great to th- talk to you. Thanks for having me on. It was uh, I was excited to come on, dude. I love talking about this shit, as you can tell. <laughs> oh, me too. We got to do it again, 100%. Hell, yeah, dude, for sure. All right, bro. Take care. Big, big salutes.